You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on that ride home. Hope you guys are having yourselves a wonderful Tuesday. We're just getting the the week started, but unfortunately, we're starting with some not-so-good news today. That song right there, The Dove Shack, As you heard him introduce himself in the beginning of that song, C-Night from Dove Shack has passed away. And for anybody, especially from L.A., and you are familiar with that song, that was like an anthem for us uh, years ago. That was in the 90s for sure. Um, This was uh, C-Night from the Dove Shack in LBC. He was tied in with Warren G and, you know, the Dog Pound and that whole that whole group. But yeah, he sadly passed away from uh, he's been taken off of life support. If you know, he was on uh, life support after having a stroke. So they confirmed today that they that he had been taken off of life support. So sadly, sadly, we send our condolences to the family and friends of C Knight of the group Dove Shack. That is my song right there. That feels a certain kind of way in my in my heart right now. Uh, but yes, yeah, sending love, love, love. Um, so, but that's a quick reminder, though. It's a very quick reminder to really uh, send love to the people who you care about. Really, just you know, love on people while we're here. You just never know what could happen in life. So, you know, you just want to do right by people. Send love to people. So again, sending much, much love to that group, Andy. Also, it's a reminder, at least for me, to uh, get your health in order. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he passed away. I mean the stroke but he had a complication from diabetes yes and i believe he was in his 50s he was only 52 52 52 so, years so that's still very young so that's you know young. i know diabetes you know it, it definitely impacts our community big time so you know what i'm saying for those of you who don't go to the doctor please at least go to the doctor for a checkup and you know yeah. consider you know changing your diet changing your lifestyle and so you could you know be here longer than you know past 52 absolutely well thank you for saying that um hello hello to you all i see you coming up in here in our youtube and if you are listening to us wherever you are listening to us on the radio online on the app wherever or if you're joining us over in youtube we welcome you into the rob report um we have a great conversation on deck and really going to speak to uh, one of the favorite contributors of the rob report we know that you guys love all of our contributors but i'm looking forward to having this conversation today today um and if you do want to call and weigh in on anything that we're saying you can do that by calling 1-800-920-1580 um you could join us right now in in our youtube which is kbla 1580 as well that's always fun also i want to remind you i want to send a shout out to there are several people who've been calling and um and leaving the open mic voice notes. I've been playing them. I've been listening. I'm hearing all your feedback. So I want to give y'all a shout out. If you are using that open mic feature that's on the app, it's pretty cool. And I am listening to your messages. So I just wanted to let you know that. Um, Not really much in updates that I have, but I did want to give you a heads up. There's a conversation that just was released from Jeezy. We've talked about Lil Jeezy recently and Nia Long, and they're both talking about their respective relationships. And it's pretty interesting. It's pretty good because if you remember, Nia Long was in her own relationship over the past year, year and a half, uh, where she is now no longer with the father of her child, her ex-fiance. 
Ime Udoka, um, and uh, she opens up a little bit about that. And Jeezy opens up a little bit about his marriage. So we're going to talk about that soon. Um, but let's go ahead and drop the raw report. Let's get into it. Now it's time for a breakdown. Okay, so the, the, the topic that I really want to get into today is Tyler Perry actually shocked me and giving me a different perspective. He says he's in, in a conversation regarding his documentary that's coming out called Maxine's Baby, the Tyler Perry story. And it's a documentary on him, but, you know, where he's from, where he came from and the trials and tribulations that he had gone through. And so... As he's doing his press tour, as we all imagine, that's what you do when you have a project coming out. He's uh, opening up about the fact that he doesn't respect these critics. He's received backlash for years for portraying Medea, the the woman. And people have been so salty about that and bitter about, you know, that that character. And anyway, he says he doesn't respect the, the, the Negroes. OK, he doesn't respect the critics who are trying to get away from their blackness. This this kind of changed some things for me. It opens up an entire dialogue. Uh, we will get to that on the other side. We're also going to talk about Tamron Hall, who um, she recalls an executive producer while she, she's been on television for quite some time. She recalls an exec telling her that um, the audience wouldn't relate to her because she's not a mom and how that sort of... Uh, defines who you are it's just kind of a trip we'll talk about that uh, we might get to some other news as well if we can if we can get it all into this one hour raw report we're going to try to do it on the other side you are listening to kbla talk 1580 stay right there what's going on y'all it's your boy little real how are you right now you're listening to kbla talk 1580 that's right the raw report <laughs> um can I just say for the for uh, the millionth time how much I love Andy. Andy is my guy. Like I really really appreciate him. I love him. He is the greatest. Okay, and 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 I want to let you know too, Andy. Everybody in 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 the Raw Report land loves Andy. Like every time I see people out there, like oh I love listening to you. Oh and I love listening to Andy. Like everybody says that, so we all appreciate you, Andy. Yes, he's sending love right back, everybody. Right back, right back at you. Okay, let's go ahead and get our conversation started with our contributor of the day, Whitley J. Yates. I missed our last conversation, but we are both back here on the Raw Report today. How are you today, Whitley? I'm so excited. It's election day around the country. It I is. Hope you guys voted. It is. It definitely is. Thank you for mentioning that as well. And I'm sure uh, Ariva probably touched on that as well. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad that you're able to join in on this conversation. And because we have a few things that I want to kind of get to, uh, I want to get your your thoughts on this first topic, which is Tyler Perry. He was doing a sit down interview with Gail King and um, and her her co-hosts and they were having this conversation about you know the documentary that that's coming out it's coming out November 17th by the way to prime if you guys want to watch it I'm probably going to watch that as well but in that conversation uh she she got him to open up about the backlash that he's received all these years as you know I'm sure Whitley he's been under fire for Medea since Medea even came out like as much laughter and everything that people have while they're attending the show people are they're they're uh they have such negativity towards him and such animosity at this character but he opens up about that and I think it's pretty good let's uh go ahead and listen to it and we'll break it down afterwards really you know what else I thought was really interesting is that you've been criticized particularly in the black community mm. 
And you did not shy away from that. The fact that they, they didn't put, shy okay, away from it. Okay, okay, they didn't shy, but <laughs> yeah. you allowed it to be, because, yeah. like you said, yeah. if you didn't like it, you wouldn't yeah. have included it. Featured it featured some of those critics. Yes, yeah. you featured some of the critics. Why was that an important part of the story for them to tell about you? Because we and all does have, that hurt you still? No, we all have critics. We all have people who don't understand. And when I get into those hoity-toity Negroes who don't understand, <laughs> looking down their nose at everything and how dare, you know, it, 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 I marvel at them at how intelligent they are, but how they can miss the most simple things of what this truly is. And I marvel at any black person who wants to remove themselves from their blackness. There's this instant thing of let me get away from where I come from. Let me get away from the Medeas of my family. Let me educate myself away from my blackness. Those people I don't have respect for. Mm -hmm. So if they have an opinion, great, you're educated. You get it. I, I, I hear you. Mm -hmm. But I can't respect what you're saying because you don't understand what this is and what this means to us. Black people like my mom, her story needed to be told. Yes. Because she has a story. Black people who worked really hard and, and it was all of those people who gave birth to us to be able to be that. So. Yeah. Don't get me started but, on but, but Hollywood don't, don't, don't Tyler, started on Don't get Tyler, me started on them Negroes, Gabe. I'm sorry. But, but, yeah. <laughs> All right. He said, don't get him started on them Negroes. Okay, Whitley, I don't know about you. You tell me what your thoughts are after listening to that clip. But when I listened to it, it definitely opened up pretty much just an array of questions. And I started to look at this from different perspectives. But I want to know off the bat, are you one of those people who were like, you know, nah, I get the Medea character. I could ev e even relate to the Medea character. Or did you have a problem, like a lot of other people, with uh, watching Tyler Perry dress up in this Medea character for so many years? You know, it's really interesting. I think that there is a stigma an archetype of black male characters in movies. And a lot of the people who were upset or felt some type of way about the Medea character felt like the only way for you to be successful in Hollywood and movies, et cetera, is if you dress up like a woman or you put on a wig. And then there was this long list of comedians who had done that as well. I am not someone who believes that we should be lambasting anyone. I think a lot of the most critical people don't create. And so mm -hmm. when you are a creative and when you are producing things, art imitates life. And so that character is someone like someone that we know. You have seen a little sliver of Medea in somebody that you know. It's almost impossible to watch the character and be like, oh, I don't know anyone like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the beauty of our storytelling is that there's dimensionality within the characters in which we create. And I would caution Black people to stop policing other Black people's creativity. Mm, mm, that is so well said. And their expression. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that, too. Um, it just seems to be... Now, I, I want to be careful and make sure that y'all aren't, aren't hearing me the way that I don't mean it. Not to say that this doesn't exist in other people's communities, all right, but it seems to be, because I am in the black community, it seems to be heavily weighted in our community, how we criticize people so much. I mean, I think obviously a large part of that is social media based uh, because I doubt that if you saw Tyler Perry in real life, you're going to have something to say to him in his face about Medea. You're probably not going to do that. So it's it's um, popular and it's trendy to sort of write, you know, your comments on social media or whatever. But the question that I have, and I agree with you, thank you for your insight there, but the question question is is it the fact that your belief 
Do you think people have a problem with the fact that Tyler Perry, a man, is dressing up as Medea, or do they have a problem with Medea, the character, period? I think that they have a problem with both, but more the fact that Tyler is dressing up as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and c- because I saw a lot of the same semblance when they showed the Wayne's brother from In Living Color that hated it, they would mm-hmm. put Medea next to those characters, next to Big Mama's house with Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. There is the the feminization of Black men in media that people are upset about or don't want to perpetuate. And what is really interesting, I think, within our community, Mm -hmm. the reason why I believe we're so critical is because when someone makes it and there aren't many of us that sit at the tables and the spaces in which they occupy, we believe that it is a direct representation of us. And if we don't see us in them, we want to change them because we don't know who else will get to sit at those tables and walk in those rooms. Mm. And I think we come from almost this place of lack, lack of representation in media, in movies, in storytelling. And so we're very critical of what we see and what we consume because we don't want it to basically be a label for all of us or for people to think that we are all a specific way or type. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, I'm looking at some of these comments over here on YouTube, and I think that conversation has been around for so long. I mean, that has in and of itself become a trending topic when we talk about emasculating uh, these men, especially men in the spotlight who have, you know, a platform and things like that. Marcus Atkins uh, said in the YouTube, as a matter of fact, Tyler Perry's Medea is no worse than white actors playing females like Dustin Hoffman, Tootsie. Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Eddie Murphy playing women in uh, in Nutty Professor, which is absolutely true. Um, Andy, did you want to get in on that? I wanted to add another layer to yeah. what uh, Miss Whitley said. I think also, you know, black people, you know, we have an unhealthy relationship when it comes to homosexuality. So oh, yeah. with him, you know, dressing up as a woman, I think just that off the rip, yeah. we have an issue with. Yeah. Um, before, because I want to turn, I want to go down that road, and I'm so glad that we are. But I, I want to go back to a question that I that I had, and I want to see if maybe you can identify with me on this, Whitley. I am. When I watched this video myself, I was like, you know, there's something about um, this storyline. He said everybody has a story, right? So he's telling, you know, his mom Maxine. I, I'm sure Medea is based you know, from his mother and and grandmothers and other older women who were in, you know, his environment and in his community growing up. But he was saying we all know a Medea. And for that matter, he's saying we all have a story to tell. And I and I immediately thought about we we talked about this before, Andy. We talked about um, Sexy Red and and all these new girls, the Sukiyanas and how ratchet they are and how we're looking at them appalled we're like how could you do something like that how can you show up and start twerking and dressing like that completely nude on a red carpet and sexy red if you don't know if everyone but she's a young rapper very young she's pregnant right now and she was performing recently and a video captured her on stage um doing the splits doing this splits and so like so many people were slamming her inside the um comment section but I thought back to that because 
I was thinking like Tyler Perry is, is saying, everybody has a story to tell. What if we're, so many of us are looking down on our nose at the sexy reds, at the Sukiyanas, the Krishan rocks, um, but they're just telling their story. I think that's pretty fair. What, what, what do you think about that? I think it's a stretch. That's a stretch? Okay, that's fair. I, think, I, do, I don't <laughs> believe that Sexy Red and Sukiyana are, are uh, I do not believe that they are telling a story. I think that it is minstrelsy at its finest. Wow. And I believe that them basically, let's say, adopting or displaying that specific culture is for reaction and for provision because it's going to get reaction is going to garner attention and attention is currency. Um, I don't know if that's the story. I would like to hear more of sexy red story, her actual story, her life, how she grew up, the things that happened to her that transformed her into who she is and why she's always uh, barefoot on stage slamming her cuckoo on the ground like a bag of ice. I would love to hear the story of how she got there. Um, but <laughs> like right now it's giving ice. minstrelsy. It's giving gutter snipe minstrelsy. Okay. Um, Andy, I want to I want to hear your point. I definitely want to get to this call from Daryl, but uh, Andy, go ahead. Real quick. In. I just want to know if it's minstrelsy when Megan the Stallion is on stage twerking. Yes. Oh, that too. That too. Um, yes. I, I'll respond to or that. Or when she's talking about depression. When she's talking about depression. Okay. Okay. Half naked. Come on. Okay. Well, like, what? I, I, I want to I uh, answer that in just a moment. Let's get to this call from Daryl from Los Angeles. Hey, Daryl. Hey. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I wanted to circle back to uh, Tyler Perry. Whenever I hear this guy's name, um, I know he don't need me to defend him, but I think uh, the lines get blurred in terms of for his accomplishments and what this man has done. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, he was homeless living in his car. Now he's a, multi he's a billionaire at least one time over. Mm -hmm. But the man is the only living studio head in the country. Metro Golden Meyer, MGM, all those guys are dead that started those companies. This guy has started something. I mean, I'm pretty sure if he had the right complexion, they would be edifying this guy. And the mm -hmm. fact that he did it primarily through Medea, I don't see why people don't see that. Now, he's basically channeling his either grandmother or the mother. But yeah. if you watch his early stuff, now he had to cross over. I get it. It's commercialized now. But in the early days, Medea always told women, you know, he always had that women audience. Black women built his audience. Definitely. If it were not for the black women. So this man always edifying black women. He's lifting them up in his movies. You know, especially the diary of mad black woman, yeah. you know, and it's all slanted in the direction of the one, the black woman, you know, to edification of her. She's with this powerful guy, this powerful rich guy that don't respect black women. So he ends up losing it. In most of his movies, he does it like that, mm -hmm. you know, and um, and it should be, it should be edification of the black woman to his movies. And he always used to have a message uh, in the movies, and it's going to be gospel and god field and everything like that, but the way he's crafted his career uh, based on black women, I don't see why 
you know, people don't see the uh, the creativity. And now, granted, everybody don't belong in the dress. Wesley Snipes, he don't belong in no damn dress. <laughs> Bing Rains, he, but he's been on there. Yeah, I mean, they always yeah, try to yeah. put, but that's demasculating. Seeing Tyler Perry channel his grandma or his mom in, in either one of his movies, don't demasculate me to the slightest. I don't know okay. why people don't see that. Now, when Martin's playing Big Mama, that's buffoonery. Come on, there's no character, there's no content in that. You know, and Ving Rhames and Two Man Fool, whatever that movie was with Wesley Snipes, as a, that's an ugly woman. <laughs> Them the guys that don't okay. belong in the dress. Uh, okay. But if I, you can do all of this. I hear your I mean, point. I definitely hear and your Whitney, point. I, I just wanted to say one more thing. Let yeah. me co-sign on. Sure. This woman said it beautifully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you said it beautifully, but I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. I love what you had to say about it. All right. Thanks. Thanks for taking my calls. You guys have a we good We appreciate night. you, Daryl. Thank you so much. And uh, I have to give him an applause. I, I truly, I agree with what he's saying right there. Yep. Daryl, uh, I definitely agree with what you're saying. But listen, we are going to continue this conversation. Whitley, I want to get your thoughts on what Daryl just mentioned. And we have another call from JW from South Central. We'll get to all of that on the other side. Right now, we got news, traffic, and sports. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on The Raw Report. Yeah. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. That's actually the that's that's the cut right there. Yeah. Happy birthday to Lord. Wow. Y'all remember when this song took over the, the airwaves? Let it go, let it go. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right. We are, if you're just joining us, welcome on in here as we are grooving to the jams. Um, we are having a conversation about Tyler Perry right now who says he doesn't respect these educated Negroes who are <laughs> criticizing uh, his character of, of Medea. Specifically, everything, I mean... We know for the most part that everything that Tyler Perry has done for the most part is inspiring when we can look at it all right now as a culmination. But when we look back at what got him there, primarily it was his Medea character and he received a lot of backlash about that. And and Whitley, I know that I wanted to get your take on uh, Daryl and his last comments, which I, I agreed with them all. But let's just add on to it. Let's go ahead and get JW from South Central L.A. in here. And I would love to hear what you have to say. And then Whitley and I. Right, we're going to take it away. What's up, JW? Hey, how you doing? I just wish everybody would be more open-minded instead of being narrow-minded. And look at the big picture. See, I'm suspicious. Um, I believe there's people in the background hidden agendas that, that create these uh, false narratives. And that's because they know the... Um, end result will be negative for Tyler Perry because he creates his own exposure. And whoever is being financed by the original people that first started pushing this type of, uh, you know, um, thought or frame of reference, they knew that they can make him uh, non-credible. You follow my point of view? And that exposure was intimidating to them because they wanted to, uh, I will use the term, uh, weaponize mm-hmm. 
mm. the success because he has a lot of influence and exposure. And I'm gonna end with this and make it quick. Okay. I would love for you or someone that has the ability to challenge people in the entertainment field to create some type of exposure for us with this up and coming uh, race in a political party where we can get the word out because uh, we need more exposure uh, in terms of the major networks um, pushing our point of view in terms of what the success that Biden's administration has uh, achieved and et cetera. So these other candidates that's running down ballot can get some type of a positive uh, momentum. Okay. And the main thing is exposure. That's the point I'm referring to, exposure. exposure. And that's the main media. Definitely. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we get, appreciate get you for that. Trappers and singers and actors to stick up will be wonderful. Absolutely. And that's what we are doing at KBLA 1580. And you know what? Uh, I appreciate that. And I agree with you. It is about exposure. And um, he ain't he ain't wrong. But that's what exactly what we're doing here on this station and on this show. Um, Whitley, I, I want to get your thoughts on um, on Daryl's comments. If you uh, if you remember what you ha- had to say, um, if you wanted to respond to that. That was a lot. Um, going back to. <laughs> Going back to Tyler's story of being homeless and living in a car to now being wealthy with his own production studio, et cetera, et cetera, this entire rags to riches story is something that should be applauded. And I think that him being able to overcome the levels of adversity that he has overcame to then face scrutiny from his own community is probably a small thing to a giant. Mm. Uh, I hear that. So... I want to go back and, um, you know, we were addressing all the people who you called minstrels on the show <laughs> or people <laughs> like like the people that I called minstrels on the show. Um, I, I want to know why they are minstrels. Why? Why? Why aren't why don't you look at it as them not telling a story? And, and let, me, let me just add this part. The reason why it made me rethink, you know, my my perspective when Tyler Perry was saying, you know, everybody has a story and these stories should be told. I was thinking about um, there was a recent uh, documentary that was put out that my mom actually um, she suggested that I, I watch. And it's called I talked about it on the show called The Silver Dollar Road. And I was thinking about how they were all from the south and they all you know their ancestors purchased this land for the family to live on and it was really like they were very tight-knit but it was this very very small community and they had their own everything right everything they they lived on acres pretty much this entire family was on acres but I was looking at the kids the kids were doing this little dance and you know all of that and I thought if you take what they're doing right here, right now, this is their own little thing. No matter, it, I don't. It, they weren't twerking, by the way. But even if they were twerking, or they had their own sort of uh, communication within their community, what if they didn't know anything else but that? And then you put it on the big stage. Isn't that a part of their story? Isn't that saying we're going to let you into a little bit of what goes on in our community? That's sort of the way that I'm looking at sexy. I, first of all, I'm not a sexy red fan. I'm not a Sukiyana fan. I'm just trying to reevaluate my perspective on these young ladies 
because I look I do look down on it and I think that it is disrespectful and I can't wait for them to grow up and, and change their ways. Right. But I'm also trying to think back to a time where I'm like, yo, we had the same stories growing up in the hip hop industry. So many of, of us were trying to tell our parents and, you know, elders like, no, we got a story to tell. This is what's going on out here in the streets. So everybody does have a story to tell. But that's why I, I'm questioning you. What makes the minstrels, which you're not wrong about, but what makes you look at them at that versus them just telling a story i think that there's a level of intentionality and authenticity that is missing in some of these newer artists Mm -hmm. um for instance let's take a cardi b someone who for all intents and purposes has similar music but because we were able to learn her backstory on love and hip-hop about how she came from poverty and is trying to save her family and ended up being a exotic dancer. Like we were able to really learn the backstory of who she was and how she is. For instance, I thought how she spoke was fake for the longest Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. um, until I realized that it wasn't. But because (laughs) I was able to learn that backstory um, on Cardi B, I look at her through the lens and perspective in which she has allowed us to see her life. With a lot of these newer artists, um, specifically the ones that I call the raunchy gutter snipes, mm-hmm. they seem <laughs> okay. they seem to be more about the attention, right? And seem to be more about garnering a level of attention from us to propel them. So I haven't learned much about Sexy Red's son. I haven't seen mm-hmm. her do interviews where she's even been vulnerable in in any portion of this. And mm-hmm. so I think until we're able to really understand and learn their stories, then we won't be able I hear that. to fully see the perspective because we're not learning it through the music and their lyrics. Okay, and I respect that. I actually <laughs> agree with you on that. Um, so what you're saying, though, is story is important. You, you know, if you if you come to the stage or in the spotlight, you need to have a story to tell. So going back to um, Tyler Perry's point about everybody having a story, I now question because we brought up this uh, this this other uh, narrative about emasculation, right, of men and how. Um, that's been a story that's been something that we've been talking about and how especially in the black community that's what they're saying they're like you know we um we have such a problem with men portraying women or men uh painting their toenails or their fingernails now and men wearing skirts we were just seeing that at the fashion show that there was yesterday um a lot of the men coming in their kilts and skirts and things like that and we've and that's been um that's been a story that we've been following and, and having a conversation about. But if what I'm understanding, uh, I believe this was um, Daryl's point, um, or maybe, I'm sorry, maybe it was JW, I'm, I'm not sure. But when it comes to when we're talk- having that conversation about emasculating men, do you believe that, uh, you know, we're comparing Tyler Perry, who has always had a story, Medea? Medea. Medea has always had a story. That character has always is very true. It's always been inspiring women, uplifting women. It's it's been been about hope. It's been about inspiration. All of that versus like a Martin Lawrence who's dressing up as Shanene. And even I was watching a um a clip about Martin Lawrence and he's discussing the character before 
the show Martin came out and he was saying everybody knows a Shanene. Everybody that's that's just an around the way girl who wears the bamboo earrings and all of that. So we all know a Shanene. So even that in and of itself is sort of a story to tell. So is there a difference in your eye about, um, you know, why now I feel as though people are putting respect on Tyler Perry's name only because of what he's built, but had such a problem with it before versus, you know, Eddie Murphy dressing up as the, you know, characters, um, Martin Lawrence dressing up as the characters and so on. I think this is tough. I would say yes and no. When I think about in the past, the people who've done this, and I think about how we communicated with each other back then, it was a completely different way than we do right now. Right now, we have platforms where we engage 24-7, and you have direct and instant feedback from people about all facets of their life, your life, and things that you don't even want to know. And so right now, it feels more prevalent because of the way in which we share information. Mm. Um, And so before, we would maybe just talk with our friends or the people in the spaces that we were in. But now I can go on Black Twitter and see who is agreeing with me. Mm-hmm. So then I get sucked into these silos of people who are either the same or different, and I have immediate and instant criticism, lambasting, and lauding of people right at the tips of my fingers. So I believe that it was honestly the same, but how we communicate has changed, so it feels like there's an elevation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you on that. I completely agree with you on that. I mean, this goes into an, an entirely different conversation about social media and the problem that I have with it. I have such a problem with it, and I want that to be its own roundtable at some point. Um, I wanted to address this uh, comment here. Fahima, second, I want to give you an opportunity before we have to let you go off of the Raw Report, because I hate ending these conversations with you, Whitley. You're, you're such a, a great conversationalist. Um, Fahima Sex says, Megan the Stallion is a college graduate uh, business owner and not a gutter snipe, is what she says. Um, but I, I want to give you a chance to respond off of that, Whitley. But also, when 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 Andy asked the question about Megan the Stallion, uh, and you included her in the menstrual uh, category, I'll say. Um, but you did mention the fact that we know a bit about her story. We do know. I mean, so does that that actually does make a difference? It really is about. Uh, it's not just about you dancing and twerking on stage, but once you let us in a little bit about your story, that's what becomes most important. And, and uh, it, that, that's my opinion. You give me yours. Absolutely. I don't think that Megan the Stallion is a gutter snipe, but she does participate in that culture. If you look at the new video in which she just dropped, just watch it on mute and then go and listen to the words in which she's saying, it's almost as if the song doesn't match the video. Mm. The video is overly sexualized. And in the song, she's talking about the heartache. She's talking about depression. She's talking about how low down people have, have done her. Mm. I mean, it's, it's really sad. It was almost like a somebody go check on Meg and see if she's okay. Mm. And I think that when you have to placate to an audience that you've built, you, you, she could have had a soft video. The video could have been soft because the song calls for that Mm -hmm. but i couldn't imagine going through what she speaks about in the lyrics of that song and walking around half naked with a with a snake on me um 
So, no, I don't think that she is a gutter snipe, but she does definitely participate within that culture. Mm -hmm. We do know her story, a little bit more about her story, but we also continue to see her over-sexualized all the time. 100% true. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish your comment. All the time. Um which actually led to her being lambasted in the entire in the in the Tory Lanez drama in that case because of how she portrayed herself. Mm-hmm. So we do know her story, but there I, I don't feel like we know all of her story and that there are pieces missing because I feel like there's a disconnect between who she portrays consistently versus what she performs and the words and the lyrics of her songs um just that run the gamut you know what the reason why it is so important to the point that you're making as an artist to share if you're going to be that type of an artist uh the reason why it's equally as important to to let people in on a little bit of your background or your story and to bring that that to the forefront is exactly what just happened here you know the, the fact that you have Fahima who's over on the east coast somewhere chiming in on behalf of Megan the Stallion she went she went, she completely uh turned the narrative and said listen she's college educated and we know that Megan has shown the fact that she's been uh you know in school and all of these different things so um that's the reason why it is important so that you have the public's mm-hmm. buy-in. Andy, let's get to your point. Real quick, mm-hmm. one more person. Lizzo. Ooh. Bananas! <laughs> Bananas! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, on that note, on that note, Whitley, such a pleasure to have you back at the Raw Report. Can you let everybody know where they can find you <laughs> online? <laughs> you guys can find me at Whitley J. Yates on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> uh, enjoy the rest of your night. I cannot wait to have you back on. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. When we come forward, we actually do have a who's got next for you uh, and what, what's coming up or what not to miss on the other side. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, BB, and you're listening to me on The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, I've been talking about this song and wanted to play this song for a while. Let's get into it. It's uh, a Billboard uh, charting song. This is a country singer named Dax. And this is To Be A Man, the remix featuring Darius Rucker of the Hootie and the Blowfish, Grammy Award-winning Hootie and the Blowfish. Let's go ahead and take a listen. You understand. I just hope I can explain what it's like to be a man. That is Dax. To be a man. That's the remix featuring Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish. Wow. Now, he just took on one of the number three spots on Billboard uh, Billboard charts, and which is a big deal. Uh, but he's a black man in the country-infused, doing country-infused music. Fantastic. Good for him. All right. That is who not to miss um, or who's got next rather <laughs> what not to miss. Definitely. It already goes to um, to to Maxine's baby, the Tyler Perry story that's coming out this month, November 17th on Prime. Y'all got to check it out. I know I am. And we might have another conversation regarding that once I actually do watch it and hopefully you watch it as well. We'll have that conversation. By the way, 85% of you say that you uh, 
You do not have a problem with Tyler Perry dressing up as the Medea character and 14% say, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> All right, we'll have this conversation again. And we, I'm sorry we couldn't get to our other topics today, but it was a great conversation. Thank you to Whitley J. Yates for tuning in today. And I appreciate all of you guys, of course, and your engagement. And uh, we're right back at it tomorrow. Remember, today and every day forward to be a blessing.